This program is sponsored by the partners and friends of Clifford Craft Ministries. Praise the Lord, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to our radio broadcast. Do you know that Romans 10, 14 ends saying these words? How should they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Craft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Are you ready? Now be blessed. I know sometimes it seems like that you do lose more than you win. Sometimes it seems that way. But if you're losing more than you are winning, you know it's not the will of God. You do know that, don't you? Because he, he wills that we would win. We would win. Just before we get to our verse, I want you to look at a situation here leading up to this verse where there was this man who apparently was falling down and getting back up. He, he fell down in a bad way, in a real bad way. <clears throat> if you've ever read 1 Corinthians chapter, I believe it starts in chapter 5, uh, where Paul has a serious problem with this brother who's sitting in church with his dad's wife. You've read that. Uh, and Paul just goes ballistic when he, when, he, when he finds out about it. Why? It's, he's angry with the man for doing it, but he's very angry with the church for putting up with it. Because this man is showing up every service day, whatever day that was, uh, I would think that it was Sunday, with his dad's wife in the open, unashamed, like it's no big deal, and the church ain't saying nothing. So Paul finds out about it, <laughs> and he goes crazy. <laughs> He's telling the church, put him out. Put him out, the church. Okay? So apparently whoever the pastor is of that Corinthians church has to walk up to that family and just say, listen, uh, y'all got to go. You can't stay here. Ah, can you imagine that, though? I mean, really, can you see that in our time? Can you see that? Some joker sitting in church with his dad's wife? He just don't took dad's wife. Young blood. And unabashed. Look, 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 look. In verse 5, look there, if you will. Now, in 2 Corinthians, Paul wants this man forgiven because he's repented. 
apparently got rid of the woman. And things has changed. But let's read this because I want to lead up to a particular verse that I want us to go to today. In verse 5, it says, Now, if anyone has caused pain, he has caused it not to me, but in some measure, not to put it too severely to all of you. For such a one, this punishment by the majority is enough. So you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Verse 8. So I beg you to reaffirm your love for him, for this is why I wrote that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. Verse 10. Anyone whom you forgive, I also forgive. So here he's talking about forgiving this person. He says, indeed, what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sake in the presence of Christ, so that we should not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his designs. The King James says what? His devices. Verse 12. When I came to Troas to preach the gospel of Christ, even though a door was open for me in the Lord, my spirit was not at rest because I did not find my brother Titus there. So I took leave of them and went on to Macedonia, and here's the verse we want to deal with, verse 14. He breaks out in a praise and say, now thanks be to God who in Christ always lead us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him in every place. Thanks be unto God who always calls us to triumph in Christ Jesus and make it known by us the save of his knowledge in every place. Watch this here. According to the revelation the Holy Spirit gives to Paul is that through Christ. God always calls us to triumph. Look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. It's a lot of reading, but if I don't read all of this stuff up here, then, then when I get to that verse, you won't know why it says what it says. But look, if you will, at verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not seen my face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God, God's mystery, which is Christ. Verse 3, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
verse 4. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. God Almighty, that's powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, 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 before I even get to verse 7, and I'm going all the way to verse 14, but here's the point. That's the secret right there. As you have received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. And this is the truth that we're just going to have to tell. If I have to tell it on me and everybody else, I'm going to tell it. Because we allow so many people to come into the church unsaved, get saved, and then they are never taught the foundations of Christianity. It's hard, it's difficult for them to catch on now to the things that are being taught because they don't have the footings. They don't have the foundation for it. It's too, it's too heavy for them to carry it. You see what I'm saying? Because they, don't, they haven't grown, amen, have uh, nice, sturdy, strong legs, so to speak. When a, a babes in Christ is to drink the sincere milk of the word. The Bible said they may grow thereby. Amen. So that their bones are strong, so to speak, to my spiritual bones. Amen. So that their spiritual muscles are strong. Then you begin to teach stuff with meat in it. They can chew it. They can handle it. And they can add it to them. Amen. And it will grow them even further. Are you listening to me? A father, I'm trying to say. Now watch this here. Paul here says that in the beginning, we received Christ. Watch this here. It is so helpful to know that on the day that you receive Christ, that you receive him for who he really is. In other words, when you receive Christ, the one that we read about in the Bible that walked on the water, the one that cast out devils at his own will, the one that fed, you know, 5,000 or whatever, amen, then we will receive that one right there, that Christ. You know, the one that, that, that healed all day long, anything, whatever it was, he just healed it. Amen. That walked in absolute authority, he did. It would be wonderful to know that that's the one that you received. Hello? Because if he is not the one you receive, then you're probably going to be in the group that we're discussing today. We fall down. We get up. You see what I'm saying? That's the group you're going to be in. Amen. Where you're going to take a whipping on a Monday. You know what I mean? And then you're going to, you know, try to regroup and get yourself back together Tuesday. Amen. Just take another whipping on Wednesday. 
You see, and, and, and until until you we until we make up our minds which Christ, Amen, we should be receiving. Are, are you with me? Look at uh, if you will at verse 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 seven. He said, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Walk in that one right there. You see what I'm saying? Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by a philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition according to the elements, spirits of the world, the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and that's the one that you and I are to receive. It said the whole fullness of deity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, dwells in him vitally and you have been filled in him God Almighty who is the head of all rule and authority in him also you were circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ verse 12 having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the, in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Now stop right there because I still haven't gotten to my verse. What I want to show you is this right here. This is total identification with Jesus, which you just read. You died with him, right? Then you were buried with him, right? You went into hell with him according to the Bible, and then you were risen with him. That right there is identification with Christ Jesus. Death, burial, resurrection. Total identification with Jesus Christ. That even though yet unborn, we were yet unborn, but at the same time, everybody that would accept Jesus Christ would be reckoned or considered already dead, buried, and resurrected with, with Jesus Christ. That's identification with Christ. See, no way a saint can be seated with Christ if he have not died with Christ buried with Christ, and risen with Christ. When a, when, a, when a person receives Jesus Christ, it is if they go all the way back 2,000 years ago when Jesus was whipped at the whipping post, you were there. When they hung him on the cross, you were right there. It was if you were being crucified because that's what he did in our place. He identified with us. It was as if you, Charles, were on that cross 
and they nailed you to that cross and you died on that cross and then they buried you. When they buried you, you went into hell. Now, whether you realize it or not, spiritually, you've already been there. That's why it ain't no need to go back. You've already been there. Anybody know anything about this teaching right here on Jesus? A little bit about it? Hmm. Hmm. And this is why now you are called a redeemed child of God. Amen. This is why you're called sons of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. When Christ satisfied God, according to Malachi chapter 3, according to Isaiah 53, when Christ satisfied God and he took his gavel and whoop, and justified Jesus in hell, then death couldn't hold him, death couldn't hold him because God justified him. He was made righteous right there in hell because sin was not found in him. He came out of there Born again. Somebody said, Jesus was born again? Yeah. The Bible says he was the first born from the dead. Yeah. That's total identification with him. You died already, you've been buried already. You've gotten up already, and according to Paul, Romans 6 and 4, amen, you are now risen for a brand new life. Now, here's the real deal. If we live daily as if these things right here are not true, if I listen to me, we are living as if we were unbelievers. We're supposed to live daily as if everything that's written about us is true. If God has already made me victorious, I'm really not trying to get the victory. We, I know that's the way we talk and we sing that way too. But the truth is, no way am I trying to get the victory if I'm identifying with Christ. Because when he got the victory, I got the victory. What caused you to overcome your enemy when he's either hurting you or holding you down or robbing you and is for you to begin to acknowledge the truth and start speaking that truth. Because that truth, amen, is a sword on his behind. It is. And that's what backs him off of you is when you let him know that you know the truth already. You know, he couldn't be pulling the wool over your eyes because you already know the truth. 
you know, like devil, I'm not trying to get free from you because I'm already free. Ain't that right? Tell you another thing that we say quite a bit that's not true. But we say it. I'm, I'm just here today to make the, make the record straight. I am. Give me back my stuff, devil. Well, the truth is, Jesus got your stuff back. I, <laughs> but, but, but I mean, I'm talking about realistically, if we preach the Bible the way the Bible is written, people, I'm talking about all of us. A lot of things we say is cliche. You know, we've been saying those things for years, and we just say them, amen. But to, but to the Holy Ghost, amen, he don't, even, he don't even go along with none of that stuff. You know, we say it with sweat, amen. But, but, but the truth is, the Holy Ghost know, know that Jesus already got the victory. <laughs> Come on, read verse 13 with me. Come on, read verse 13 with me. And you, that's you, who were dead in the trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Look at verse 14. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Look at verse 15. He disarmed the rulers of authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in it. He whipped them. Defeated them. Led them captive. 1 John 3, 8 says, Jesus stripped the devil of his power. Whoa, God Almighty. Now, he's still the prince of the power of the air of the disobedience, the Bible says. Not over you, though. Not over you. He has no power over you. None. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 20, he said, and Satan shall be soon crushed under your feet. One more, I'll be finished. Oh. 2 Peter. Chapter 1. That's all right. I see somebody receiving this. Somebody receiving it. Look, 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 look. Honestly speaking, I know that it can seem like that the devil has a whole lot of power. What he does against this world system. That's where he operates from, this world system. And see, when you choose to live in this world system, he can take advantage of you all day long. But when you choose to live the life that God gave Jesus to die 
that you could live, amen, it's a whole different story. I don't know whether you know it or not, but you're a winner. You are a winner. And every time you have a situation where it seems like you're being challenged by something, you should open up your mouth and say that. I'm a winner. I win all the time. Yeah, I win all the time. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. I'm mad for the days, amen, that I didn't win. You hear me? That'd be between me and you, Gwen. <laughs> I supposed to win every day. All the time. Hallelujah. But it is said. You don't know, you just don't know, ain't that right? And I didn't know. I didn't know. God knows I didn't. Jesus Christ. But I promised that I would come back and bounce back and take back and, ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh, ooh, yeah, just glory be to God, devil. The devil has no right to you, therefore he has no right to your belongings. He has no right to your stuff. He has no right to any of it. He does not have right. Now, glory be to God. Now, I'm going to say this to at least five of you. You don't like to talk, and um, you're quiet most of the time. I think that's a good thing, that you're quiet. But you don't open up your mouth when you should. And you're going to have to make some adjustments there. I don't care if it has been your personality all of your life where you've basically been a quiet person. I think that's good that you live that way. A whole bunch of folks need to learn from you. Amen. But I'm just talking about now that you become a Christian, it's going to be absolutely necessary that you learn to open your mouth. And that's truth now. You can be quiet and, and just think it out in your mind if you want to. Amen. It, I'm telling you right now, you got to open up your mouth, amen, and speak. And speak. You tell that devil, amen, what you think about him. Come on. Glory be to God, amen. Tell him where he need to go, amen. Tell him what he need to stay away from. Glory be to God. And go ahead and handle him now, amen. Because here's the point, amen. If you don't handle him, and I hate this part, I do, but it's true. He'll handle you if you don't handle him, Amen. So, I mean, forgive me. I don't mean, but I'm just trying to tell the truth. You got to handle him now because if you don't, he'll handle you. Yeah, uh, you see me up here walking? Hmm? 
Let me walk. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm walking down here and I go back. Amen. I'm walking. I'm walking. See me walking one? Huh? I'm walking. Do I look like I'm hopping? Do I look like I'm crippled? I, I'm, talk, I'm not talking about my swag now. I don't. And, uh, look, amen. Do, do you know, amen, do you know that I'm supposed to be in serious, serious pain right now? Right now? And it makes me feel good to preach this kind of message on this kind of day right here on this particular day. Amen. Because, you know, I had said, amen, if don't many people come to church, that's fine. You know, I just have communion. Amen. We'll just go home. You know what I mean? Because I fought like everything to get him. Oh, Jesus Christ. I said, what in the yonder? What, what happened? Who did it? You know, one of those kind of things. The devil did it. Amen. So, so I decided, you know, that I'm not paying nobody to uh, clean my gutters out. I'm not, I ain't, ain't giving nobody no $150 to clean my gutters out. Give them to clean my own gutters out. So I got the ladder, you know, and I climbed way up there. I climbed way up there. <laughs> and, and, and the house, amen, it, it is now, the roof is now like this here. So it's not quite vertical, but, but it's, it's, and so you have to have on some good shoes so that you don't slide on off that thing, you know, and break, break up some stuff. <laughs> and, so, and so I got way up there, right? And I, and I got my chainsaw, uh, I'm not my chainsaw, my blower, I'm trying to say, amen. I, I, I got to do chainsaw too, amen. And the blower, right? And, and uh, I just went all the way around my whole house, you know, on top, you know, cleaning out the gutters, you know, cleaning out the gutters. Then I went back down, uh, and got some stuff, I mean, to seal the backside of uh, the roof, amen, where it looked like some water was getting over behind it thing. So I got this stuff, amen, called Flex Seal, right? And I flexed it and sealed it, you know, and all this stuff. And so, amen, I'm laying on the roof now, just laying on the roof, cooling out. <laughs> Amen. And I go back down the steps, amen, and get a broom and go back up there and I'm sweeping over behind these cracks and stuff where the blower won't blow it out. And then and I'm just going up and down these steps, up and down these steps, up and down these steps. And some kind of way, you know, have forgotten that I'm, I'd be 69 next month. Okay? You know. <laughs> all right. And then when I got through with all that, then I blew all the leaves up and around the place, and, and I was just working my behind. I'm a workaholic this day. I'm just, I'm just getting it, chat. <laughs> so, so then, I went to bed, and, and when I tried to get out of bed, my, my body said, I can't go with you. And I said, you got to go because I got to go in the bathroom. You, you got to go. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Amen. Long story short, long story short, I just knew that I had beat that thing because, amen, all that day, you know, I prayed, had fellowship, had a good time with the Lord. Amen. I whipped that thing. I'm through with it. 
Praise the Lord. I'm through with this. But yesterday, God Almighty. I don't want to, I don't want to say the devil had devil. Forget the devil. Amen. I just was, I just act stupid and tried to act like I was still 35, you know what I mean? And and just did a whole bunch of stuff, you know what I mean? And I tell you, Jesus Christ, Lord have mercy. I said, this is what's going to happen when I get old. Lord, just, I, I don't know, you know what I mean? God Almighty, it was, oh, this was just horrible. It was horrible. I said, this, I'm not going to a hospital, nothing like that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. And so, and so, I went to bed early. So I get up early and do what I do on Sunday morning and come to church. And folks, thank you for listening to me. Uh, this morning when I got up at five something, amen. What I should have did is text all of you and say, listen, get out of the bed and pray for your pastor now. Right now, oh, God, it hurts so bad. Jesus Christ. And so when Gwen, she's not hearing no noise, and she usually hears noise, <laughs> she comes in the living room, and she said, Clear, clear. You dead? <laughs> no, you dead. She had, you, the way you say it is the way you said it, though, Sean. It's the way you say it. <laughs> ah, ah. And so now, Chaprice comes up, and she and Diane, they're going out the door, and I'm usually the first one here on Sunday morning. And, and Chaprice said, Dad, Dad, I still got my pajamas on. And she said, she said Dad. Dad, I said, I don't know. I don't know, priest. I said, priest, you might have preached from, you might have preached from book. Mm. But I'm thinking, God, you gave me this message. I mean, surely, surely you know I had to preach this, you know. <laughs> but here it is. Here it is. Every time we come together, just about every time we come together, I challenge the people here. And anywhere, any other place I go, amen, is that we walk by faith. We are people of faith. We live by faith and not what we experience and all that stuff right there. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Amen. And I took my time. I said, if I get there at 12, I get that same time everybody else get there. Amen. <laughs> amen. And, you know, <laughs> glory be to God. Amen. And I, yeah. And I came on to church, glory be to God, and priests were pouring a heart out. Amen. I, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Can I tell you that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? You know, it's, it's not that he couldn't have done something about it earlier. It's not that that couldn't have happened earlier. Here's the point. Amen. You better hear what I say. Amen. Your faith will be challenged. All of us will have a faith task. Nobody will be exempt from this. You're going to have some kind of faith 
situation, sooner or later, if you ain't already having some, you're going to have some. Amen. Your faith will be discovered. Amen. Not that you don't have it, but that you do have it. Amen. Because you got to walk in it to see it happen. You got to walk in it. Glory be to God. Amen. So anybody can go somewhere and sit down and cry. But that ain't gonna work. That's not gonna, that's not what's gonna win for you. Amen. It's when you get up, glory be to God, and face that giant, whatever it is, face that thing, whatever it is, and say, look at here, I'm the king paying around here and not you. Glory be to God. Okay, let's let's read. Let's read. This is the last one. Second Peter, Second Peter, chapter one. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you uh, ladies that are real shy and kind of bashful. Amen. One of the days I'm going to give you an exercise. Amen. Oh, you know. <laughs> you can stand up and say, listen, I'm the big boss around here. Amen. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Huh? I, hey, hey, I'm the big mama around here. Yeah. Glory be to God. Amen. Devil, this is my house. It ain't your house. Glory be to God. Amen. Don't be trying to give me suggestions and tell me to do this here stuff. Amen. That lower me. I'm not doing it. I'm telling you right now, I'm better than that. Amen. The Lord is my husband. I ain't thinking about none of that. Amen. I know I'm going to be all right. God got me. God got me. Amen. I'm all right. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I want to talk to these single women just for a second. Amen. Don't lose your page. Amen. But let me ask you. Listen, listen. Be honest with yourself. Who, who been taking care of you? Am, am I telling the truth? Think about it. And how many times you've been thrown out? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you went without food, amen, I doubt if it was for a whole day. Amen. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. Amen. You may not have all those dresses that you want in that closet, amen, but you ain't naked either, by the way. Glory be to God. Amen. God got you. God got you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You're going to overcome. No matter what it is, you're going to overcome it. You already know you are. Hallelujah. That right. <laughs> you, I, and, 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 I, and I believe it's okay that I say that too. Amen. Look, okay. Now, women in the world, amen, had to hurry up and get them a man. You know they do. You say, hurry up. The, the, the church women say, I want one too. Wait, wait, wait a minute, though. They, I'm trying to say something different. I'm trying to say something different, though. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that they have to. 
You just want to. Yeah, that, that's the devil. Yeah, 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 that's the devil. Glory be to God. Amen. When that movie came out, I could do bad all by myself. You said, oh, girl, I've been ahead of you a long time ago. Look, look. look. <laughs> <laughs> I know I do it good. I know I do all that. You know the scary part. Uh-oh, Cliff Cray, you leave me a message. You know the scary part about uh, uh, women being that way, though, seriously? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Christian women. Is that they can grow a certain amount of um, independence until it's kind of difficult for, uh, for old Chuck boy to get in there. Amen. You know, so y'all, after a while I'm talking about, y'all got to have some balance too now, amen, because, I mean, really, because he come along, amen, I mean, y'all don't give him half a chance, you know, because y'all so independent. I thank God that God take care of y'all. I do, amen, but you got to give the boy a chance. Second Corinthians, second Corinthians. <laughs> second Peter. All right. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now, this is important uh, when you consider what I'm going to say a little bit later. This right here is very, very important. Are you listening? All right. That grace can be multiplied. You hear me? You've already received what is called an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Watch this. But then grace can be multiplied. The word grace actually should be the name, but we the word grace is the word charis. And it has to do with some favor, man, I'm telling you, too, that don't even make no sense. And, and, when, and, 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 and Peter, uh, Peter, Peter, my God, in, in Psalms 103, amen, the first three verses, amen, this is what it says. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgive you of all your iniquity who heal you of all your diseases, amen, who crowneth you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who feeds you with good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Every promise that's been promised has already been promised. Let me say it again, because we sometimes, I do it too, we sometimes speak of the promises of God as if they're kind of like, being promised and God has promised them as we ask for them. But the Bible does not teach that. The Bible tells me, amen, that they are promises that are fulfilled. Yes. 
And if there are promises that are fulfilled, then they're no longer promises. They're facts. Think about it. Because we believe that we're still receiving some promises. As if God might not keep his word. It's already been sealed. Because the promises would be based upon Jesus coming into the world as a man born of a virgin, living like a man but without sin, dying, being crucified, and being resurrected. Then the promises would then be fulfilled. Every promise that's been promised in the Bible is now a fact, no longer a promise. So when we ask God for something, that's wrong too, in a sense. If we're asking in a sense, amen, that he's have to give it to us now. They're already been given to us. So our asking then should be giving thanks to God for what he's already done. And that's how we receive. So we've been given grace and grace then can be multiplied. Wow. Peace. I love that word too. Amen. Because the Greek word for this word peace connects with the Hebrew word peace. When we get the word shalom. It also means that you have tranquility. That you have prosperity that you have safety from God. That too can be multiplied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can't you see that when I say amen, that we are winners? How is it that you're not a winner, amen, with a package like that? You are a winner. Hallelujah. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Again, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may be become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful lust or desire. Now, please look at verse 4. Because through our gaining 
proper knowledge of both God and Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wow. It says, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. That word is the word divinity. It has to do with the Godhead. The Bible say through knowledge, divine knowledge of God and Jesus grants you to be partaker of the divine nature of God. That word nature has to do with kind, K-I-N-D, a type, a kind, or a class. You're in the class with God, according to those scriptures. Same class with God. God puts you in the class with him. Amen. He said that you're born, you're made, amen, of his own nature, of his own likeness, and his own kind. Amen. Hallelujah. You have God's spirit. You have God's nature. Your body is his temple. You have the Bible called the mind of Christ. Think about that. You have God's love. The love of God has been shared abroad, poured forth in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You have received the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Think about that. So what is it about you then that's not like God? You know what it is? You know what it is? It is the physical body that will be changed according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's the only thing. Only thing. And it will be changed according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. God himself, amen, will change your body. Amen. So that you have a body, a body just like Jesus Christ's body. You have the same body. Glory be to God. Amen. Everything else has been given to us. Amen. We have God's spirit. Ain't that wonderful? We, amen. You know, spirit means God's heart. We have God's heart. Hallelujah. Amen. We, then God's nature. The nature of God. Amen. We have, amen. God has even given us faith. Glory be to God. Amen. We have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Amen. We're now heirs of God. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ, with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's why the Bible can say, old things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. Huh? And all things are now of God. Amen. Who have reconciled us and given us the ministry of reconciliation. The Bible said that it was God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their sins against them and have made unto us hallelujah children amen of reconciliation you know what that mean that mean that we had a power by God amen because others to be reconciled to be changed amen 
by the power of the living Jesus Christ. Amen. People's lives can be transformed, made new. Hallelujah. Amen. No matter what might have happened to you, no matter who caused it, no matter what pain they might have caused you, Jesus Christ, amen, can renew you, give you another life, cause you to live again. Hallelujah. He makes all things new. He's changed your life. He's changed your heart. Change your mind. Change your spirit. Give you a new attitude. Give you a new status. Cause you to live again. Hallelujah. Sometimes, if you think about it, before being born again, we thought that we were living to get saved and find out that we were never living. We were only existing, never living. Amen. But now when Christ comes in, amen, he makes us alive with him. Hallelujah. We are alive with him. We have received a new life in Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? Come visit us on Sundays at 11 a.m. We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.